Psalm 63, um, verse 3. It says, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. So just as we um, start tonight and um, throughout the rest of the weekend, um, may this be a time when we find satisfaction because we're coming together to praise the Lord. We're coming together to glorify him. It's, it's not about us. It's not about our convenience, but it's about who we're here for, and, and that's the King of Kings. So just as we, um, as we start, let this be a time where this is, should be what fills us. This should be the richest of foods in our lives, um, coming together to praise the King. Um, so uh, let us enjoy. I just wanted to start by reading out Psalm 45, or part of Psalm 45. Verses 1 to 7. It says, My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace since God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword on your side, you mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in the cause of truth, humility, and justice. Let your right hand achieve awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. Your love, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. Let's just start with this old song, and let's just, like, older song, I guess. Um, it says, Lord, you are good, and your mercies endure forever. And we're just going to sing it with our voices. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation and tongue from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. So God, just like that psalm said, we want to worship you for who you are. It said that our tongue can be the pen of a skillful writer. 
So right now we want to practice that, and we've done this before, but we want to practice it because we want to give you glory, not just for the things you've done in other people's lives or the things that um, you've done in, that we've read about, but we want to give you the glory for what you have done in our lives. We want to give you glory for what you've done in our lives, for what you've promised in our lives. So mm. let, let our tongues be the pen of a skillful writer right now as mm. we praise you. As yeah. we praise you, because you are good. Your mercy endures forever. Yep. So, Father, let's, let's just start with that. Let's start with that. God, you have been so, so, so good. You have been so good. In Thank our homes God. right now, we want to speak out Thank words you, Father, of you where you have good. been good in faithful. our own lives, of where you, you have been faithful. faithful in our own lives. You are faithful. Even here, we want to speak out Always where we have seen you have at work. Open. If we see it, we can take it. And you make it God, obvious. God, you have, you have you been a way for your maker. goodness, for your faithfulness, you have opened for your bigness. Ways. You've got tremendous amounts you of power. You have opened paths that You're have been shut. You're willing to go over these things with us. Father, we you bless have you, shown Father. your power. You have shown your Called mercy. Us to be holy. You have you shown your healing. You, you give us opportunities. You take care of us. You're a good manager, good shepherd. Your right hand You're a has good always shepherd. held me fast. We give you, you have praise, never, Jesus. ever let me wander Thank away you, from Abba. your heart. You're a joyful God. You distribute God, joy to us. God, you have always us. chased after me. You're a simple God. God you have extended you look at our hearts. your mercy to me. You've extended it to other people. You're a truthful people. God. You love truth in the inward parts. Father, you are... Thank you, Abba. You are majestic. Thank you, Father. You are majestic, Bless God. Bless you, Abba. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Share your glory. Thank you, God. You are good. You are Thank good, you, Father. Abba. Thank you, Father. People from every nation and tongue from generation to generation will worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we'll worship you for who you are. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are, for you are good. Amen. You got it. Amen. Should I move this to the piano? Pardon? Should I move this to the piano? Sure. Yeah, can you help me? Thanks. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. From ever nation and tongue from generation to generation we worship you hallelujah hallelujah we worship you 
Father, one of the ways that I think you are wanting to show up, and you were showing this um, last week too, but that you are a warrior who is mighty in battle. That you're a warrior who is mighty in battle. And that you are a warrior. You're training us to be warriors too, but that we don't have to rely on our own strength in order to break walls down. That we don't have to rely on our own strength to make paths in the wilderness, that those are all things that you do and that you do with joy, that you do eagerly and easily. So, um, Father, as we sing this next song, we're actually, uh, we're going to sing Waymaker. Um, and we want to sing it with the knowledge that this is something that you are eager to do, that this is something that you are wanting to do. And it's not just for us, Father, but you're a waymaker in our own lives. You're a waymaker in this city. You're a waymaker in the nations. Like we were speaking about, you want to open fords. I'm sorry, you want to, you want to show us how to guard the fords of this city so that we can um, allow, we can disallow, just as you have done, Father, just as you've shown you've done. So we want to worship you for, um, for what you've already said you're going to do. You are here, and you're moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in this place. I worship you.
let's just sing, even when we don't see it, you're working. I just, this is something you're wanting to highlight, that you are always working, always working, always working, always working. When we see it, when we don't, you are always a way maker. You are always a way maker. You're always a promise keeper. Hey guys, quick uh, updates on Jeevan and Rosalind. So uh, Jeevan's uh, still on oxygen, but instead of taking four liters of oxygen, now he's being given just two liters of oxygen, which is significant because obviously his lungs are doing better. And uh, with oxygen, he's breathing at 97. Uh, that's the saturation percentage of the lungs. And uh, they'll do, uh, they'll give him another shot of medicines today and then they'll do a blood test tomorrow and they'll find out whether uh, he's okay to be discharged or not. And Rosalind uh, had, uh, was in hospital till yesterday, she's back home. They, oh, the doctors will talk to her about the tumor and we're trusting that it'll be benign. But uh, she's back home um, and uh, glad to be back home and she was grateful for the way people were calling her and uh, doing anything they could to help her. And Matt was thankful too, so both of them are home. Uh, her her blood, blood pressure steadied, her blood sugar levels uh, just need a little more monitoring, and we'll get a report on the tumor uh, as being benign. And that's what we're hoping for and trusting God for shortly. So that's the update on them, and then as I get updates, I'll let you know tomorrow. Uh, Otherwise, that's where we stand. Cool? Okay. Um, can I have a D, please? We give you all the glory we give you all 
glory we worship you our god you are worthy to be praised and i have decided to follow jesus i have decided with all my heart to follow jesus i have decided to follow jesus i'm not turning back i'm not turning back cause it's only in your will that i am free cause it's only in your will that i am free jesus all for jesus all i am and have and ever most shall be because you are my rock in times of trouble you always lift me up when i fall down through every storm lord your love is the anchor my hope is in you this is my story this is my song i'm praising my savior all the day long this is my story this is my song i'm praising my savior all the day long. Well, that's a blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation. I've been purchased by God. Born of his spirit, lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior all the day long. Hear these praises from a grateful heart. Each time I think of you, the praises just start. I love you so much, Jesus. Love.
love you so much. One more time. Hear these praises from a grateful heart. Each time I think of you, the praises start. I love you so much. Jesus, love you so you so much Jesus I love you so much how my soul longs for you longs to worship you forever in your power and majesty, I lift my hands, I lift my voice, I lift my heart towards the heavens, cause you are my son and she. My soul sings in your presence, carried on your wings. I love you so much, Jesus, love you so much. We love you so much, Jesus. We love you so much. We love you so much. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you, Abba. So, Father, we're just going to sing a couple of songs about loving you. So I'll ask Emily to come here where I'm standing in this leading songs where we talk about loving you. Just just our hearts, just um, breaking alabaster flasks of love over you. Yeah, Father, so that's what we'll do for the next couple of songs. Just, just a couple of songs, just how much, how much we want to, how much we want to express our love towards you. So even as I talk, Lord, I'm just creating time for her to think which two songs are. While I'm doing that, I actually mean it when we say, We love you so much, Jesus. We love you so much. I love you so much, Jesus. Love you so
my 
with anything right now. We lay it down before you, Lord, love you more than anything. If you ask us to give up something, we give it up for you, oh God, because we love you more than anything. It's easy, Father, because you love us so much. It's easy, Father, to give back in love. I love you more than anyone else. I love you more than anyone else on earth you far above them would easily place you far above them oh lord so we give you our love father we bring our love to you we bring our love to you lay it before you you're worthy, oh God, you deserve our love. I bring you my love. Wash your feet with it. Pour it upon your head. Wrap myself in your arms, oh God. Sit on your shoulders. Running into your throne room, I know I am loved. I come to return your love. got time for me, and I've got time for you, you've got time for me, I've got time for you, I come to return your love, I live my life even that I did know you, in your love, now that I know you, oh God, I bring you my love, I run into your throne room, Just the chorus. The veil is torn and the doors fling wide. I see glory as I run inside your throne room. Before you, I bow. Oh, the veil is torn and the doors fling wide. I see glory. I run inside your throne room before you I bow Oh the veil is torn and the doors fling wide I see glory as I run inside your throne room before Your couch, oh God. 
within the veil we gather around the couch we don't gather around the throne we gather around your couch i know the bible doesn't say you have a couch it only says you have a throne but then the bible doesn't tell us everything does it father i know that we can sit on your shoulder deuteronomy 33 talks about that i know you embrace so as we sing this next song it is in the family room we sing it as children not as worshipers
made Emily sing these songs without warning her, she's lost her voice. She had to start on all kinds of chords. <laughs> so we'll try it without her, or we'll take over the high notes. I love this Sparrow song. I remember first hearing it at a Billy Graham crusade. I wasn't there, I watched it on TV and I was very impressed. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. I know you guys have been um, doing this without chords, uh, oh, sorry, without lyrics, but uh, it's one of those days. Uh, actually, you can start from, uh, you can start from the beginning, uh, Betty. Okay. I don't know which one's the chorus in this. That was my question. Okay. okay. So, can you give some volume for Betty? And then after this song, uh, we got to stop. Okay. Do you want to hold the mic? It might be better because you can't be heard otherwise. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Yeah, man. Before I took a breath, you breathe your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good. breath you breathe your life in me you have been so so kind to me Oh, 
your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so kind. missile like a laser it seeks me out doesn't matter where I hide even when I'm hiding in sin you're there trying to find me someone 39 talks about it where can I hide if I went into the deepest darkness you are there if I took the wings of a dove disappeared into the morning skies you are there you hedge me all about you knew my form before I was formed you saw me being wondrously knit together in my mother's womb. You called me by my name. Oh God, your thoughts towards me are too wonderful. They are like the sands of the sea, like the stars of the sky. Your heart towards me is wonderful. I'm located, oh God, like your sun in the center of your heart. We bless you, oh God. Bless you, oh God. We bless you, oh God. Oh, Yabrapaya Serorabafa Yarafe. Oh, your thoughts towards me are too kind. Your thoughts towards me are reckless. Your thoughts towards me are loving. Your thoughts towards me, oh God. They're too kind, they're too kind, they're too kind. They're too kind, oh God. Ebrabaya. Shebrabaya Rasu Kapaya Rafe. 
His heart towards me is so kind, so rich, so full of mercy and grace. You seek me out, you've always sought me out. When I was your enemy, you sought me out. Now that I'm your son, you seek me out. Oh, your eyes are always over me. Your eyes are always over me. Your eyes are always over me. You were crucified, laid behind the stone. You bled and died, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall, and you thought of us above all. You were crucified, laid behind the stone. You lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled on the ground. You took the fall, and you thought of me. Above all, praise the name of the Lord our God. Praise His name forevermore, for endless days we will sing God's praise. Lord, your God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Praise His name forevermore. For endless days we will sing God. Praise, O oh Lord, O oh Lord, our God, O oh Lord, O oh Lord, our God. Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus. How can I ever let you go? You've taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know I I'll never let you go, my, my closest friend. I will worship you until the very 
all for love's sake became poor. All for love's sake became poor. And you all for love's sake you became so here we are to worship, here we are to bow down, here we are to say that you're our God, you're all together lovely, all together all together wonderful to us. One last time, church, and this time we have to stop. Here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to be. You know, I wonder whether you ever say, enough, we've got to move on. Or enough, uh, this has gone on for too long. It's not like you're lapping up worship like you need it desperately. But you know that if we were to you know that if we were to magnify you through our songs and recognize how much you love us, that our hearts would naturally be yours. It's odd how even worship is to our advantage. It allows us to see you and see aspects of you that we wouldn't otherwise see. And then to be caught up in something like your love for us and our love back to you just enriches us, O oh God. I never will forget your name, Yahweh, self-existent one who could have made a walnut and been completely happy. And then you go and make me. And now I am your walnut. And you love me dearly. Did I say we finished? But we got to sing this last one that we learned so long ago. And I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Rejoice. Take joy, my King. In what you hear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. That's the first time, Father, that I've sing it only once. And I'm actually going to stop. What do you know? So we bless you, Abba. Thank you. How many songs of the list that you prepared did you do? One? <laughs> That's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> okay, we'll go straight into the teaching. I don't think we need a break. Sure. Hey, can you get the board? Shall I?
Hey, what's your name? Evan? Could you turn off the air conditioning? I don't know why you... Guys, can I have, am I good, uh, Praful, in terms of volume? Okay. Okay, guys, so today we continue. I know my head is turned towards you, but you can hear me. Uh, today we continue with a church from the book of Revelation. Uh, this time we talk about Pergamum. And like I've been saying over the last many weeks that we've been talking about these churches, the intent is not to study these churches, the intent is to pull something out from each letter to the church that we can then take slightly out of context, but within the context of Jesus, and then talk about how it applies to us. Don got home safely, so uh, he's actually watching. Great. I'm glad he's committed, even from a distance. So Father, I just speak healing upon everybody who's listening, healing from any physical ailment. I just thank you that you are in the house. The healer is in the house today. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonder-working God. Thank you, Jesus. Healer is in the house. So I thank you as we receive healing upon our bodies right across. Whoever is listening, and the strange thing is whoever will listen to this nine months from now, 21 years from now, that is nuts, Father. Awesome. Pergamum. Revelations. Revelation chapter 2. Reading from verse 12 to 17, and then we'll pull out just one verse. To the church in Pergamum. To the angel of the church in Pergamum. Hey guys, I forgot to tell you, tomorrow we are doing communion. I forgot to put it in the email. So uh, please make sure you have bread and juice to join us if you're watching from home. There are still a couple of spots left if you want to join us in person. Uh, just text me if you do. To the church in Pergamum. To the angel of the church of Pergamum write, These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. You have people there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin by eating food sacrifice to idols and by committing sexual immorality. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I'll soon come to you and will fight against you with the sword of my mouth. Will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. 
He who has a ear, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will also give him a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to him who receives it. So I want to pull out from uh, this uh, letter just verse 13, verse 13, Revelations 2:13. And so, reading from the message, then it would read like this: I see where you live right under the shadow of Satan's throne. Uh, there are cities even today that, uh, uh, that are cities or centers or vortexes of evil where Satan has um, established, uh, if not a throne, uh, some form of uh, power base. Um, I know places in Lithuania, I know places in BC uh, and in other parts of the world where these cities are centers of power base or a power base of evil. Um, maybe further down um, the 49 day prayer we'll begin to talk about some of these cities. Um, but today it's enough to know that there are such places that exist in present day uh, history. So I see where you live, right under the shadow of Satan's throne. But you continue, and, and this is very specific. Eh? He's written to seven churches, but he picks this church and says, there is a situation with your city that I'm aware of. That you literally live under the shadow of something that is evil. But you continue boldly in my name, but you continue boldly but you continue boldly in my name. But you continue boldly in my name. But you continue boldly in my name. You never once denied my name. You never once denied my name. You never once denied my name even when the pressure was the worst. And the word I want to pick on today and work on, maybe today and tomorrow, is this idea of his name. His name. That's what we want to talk about. The name of Jesus. And he commends this church for uh, continuing boldly in the name of Jesus, never denying the name of Jesus, even when the pressure was worse. So I want to talk about name. The thing with name is, guys, uh, every time a name is uttered, what is thought and felt uh, gives you an idea of the name. What is thought and felt, the thoughts that come up in your mind when a name is mentioned, the feelings that come up in your heart when a name is mentioned, betray the strength, the weakness, the character of that name. So if I say the name, Elon Musk, there are certain thoughts that come up. And if you invested in Bitcoin, certain feelings come up too. Or if I say the word Steve Jobs, that name conjures certain images, certain thoughts, certain feelings. If I say Billy Graham, that name brings certain thoughts and certain feelings instantly. You may not be able to define them in a second, but you can in a uh, period of time. 
Uh, here's another name that when I say will confuse you, Ravi Zacharias. You don't know what to think and you don't know what to feel. Because some of us know that name that wrote books that were tremendously helpful and then you know the stories today. Every name evokes a response. The name of Gabbar. You wouldn't know Gabbar, but in Greek, uh, there's this famous saying, Raat ko jab bacha sota hai, to maa kehti hai, bacha soja nahi to gabbar a jayega. That's not Greek, that's Hindi. But this idea of this, of this highway robber called gabbar. Parents used to say to their children, listen, go to sleep, otherwise gabbar will come. So the point is this, guys. Names evoke thoughts and evoke feelings. So the question then is, what is the thought and what are the feelings that come up in your heart when you hear the name Jesus? And you'll be surprised how it doesn't provoke what it should provoke. What I think and what I feel when I use the name of Jesus is what I will eventually convey. And I'm saying to you that we have gotten to a place where the name of Jesus is becoming more a bookend to prayers and doesn't necessarily provoke something inside me. And I don't want to be in that place where I'm so used to the name or where I'm beginning to use it like Muslims use inshallah. Everything a Muslim says, he usually ends it with the word inshallah, meaning God willing. Has Jesus become like that? Or do I realize the weight his name carries? And what does it instantly bring to my thinking and instantly bring to my feelings? When I pray in the name of Jesus, what is it? Is it, is it, is it like a sign-off? Like a, like a signature tune? Like a, a monogram? Like a branding? What is it? Because if that is all it is, it is still powerful, but it isn't enough today for what we are presently engaged in. That's the problem. Where God is taking us, it isn't enough. When you look at the, and now I'm really speaking Greek, the, the Greek for name is onema. And here's what it stands for. Authority, character, authority, character, advantage, influence. I got my own little thing going for it because I'm into health drinks. So <laughs> Authority, character, advantage, and influence. That's what the word name means. So every time, and I've been practicing this deliberately for the last while, where when I say in the name of Jesus Christ, I go through this laborious process now of figuring out, okay, so you say in the name of Jesus Christ when you command something or when you pray for yourself or you're praying, you are, do you realize that you're saying that Jesus Christ has this authority? Do you fully recognize it? 
then I go to character. Is what I just said in the character of Christ? And does my heart now reflect that character as I speak it? Then I go to advantage. Do you really think that you now have an advantage? Or do you think there's a 50-50 chance of hit and miss and you hope it happens because God is gracious and good? All that I'm saying is true, but it ain't good enough where we are going. I think of the advantage I have as I use the name of Jesus. And then finally I think of the word influence. As in, as I use the name of Jesus, is this influence going to overwhelm, hover over, and change whatever I'm praying for? Are these the ways I am thinking when I use the name of Jesus? Because if this is not the way of thinking, then it ain't good enough for where we are going. It's good enough for yesterday. It isn't good enough for tomorrow. Acts chapter 3. Why, why do we have to break it down like this and keep thinking along these lines? Because it's laborious. You'll, every time you use the name of Jesus, oh my God, Akai. And then you've got to go down that list. No, because after a while it becomes default. After a while I understand that if I say, in the name of Jesus, I want my shoulder to be healed. I'm saying that it isn't the character of Jesus as a healer. It is to my advantage because he always advantages me when I use his name. It is his authority that is above everything else that can come and do me harm. And finally, his influence is such that it brings restoration. There are different ways I can say this. I just happen to say that off the cuff right now because I've been practicing it. Suddenly it's not, oh, in the name of Jesus, like stamped, endorsed, affirmed, go. It's not a fixing something, a fixing, A-F-F-I. It's not that, it's much, much more than that. Where we are going, we can't afford to be what we were yesterday as a name stamp. If you go to Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 16, Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 16, you see the disciples trying it out, the apostles trying it out. Jesus had left a little while ago. Acts chapter 3 verse 12 to 16. Oh, let's start at Let's start at 1, Acts chapter 3, verse 1. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him and as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You know, this is a side note, it's not important. This was the first sermon I ever preached in my life. I shudder to think of those notes 
anyways, God is faithful, man. That was more than 30 years ago. Uh, Acts chapter 3, verse uh, 11 uh, to 16. While the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were ast- astonished and came running to them in a place called Solomon's Colonnade. Verse 12. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this, made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. This is the part I really want you to see. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has given this complete healing to him as you can all see. So, um, Peter and John had no conception of all that was in the name. Eh? They, they were familiar with Jesus and now he had risen and ascended. And so this is one of the first times Peter and John are trying out the name. And so they really had no conception of all that was in the name, but they had faith to say, they had faith to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And I question us on that, eh? It's one thing to have the name of Jesus Christ. I'm asking you, do you have faith to say, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk to someone who is lame? And the answer is usually no. So how is it done today? Exactly as it was done that day. And these are the three things we need to remember. It was through his name. These are the three things that stand out in that uh, 16th verse, depending on the different versions that you read. Through his name, it was through faith in his name. Through his name, through faith in his name, and three, through faith, through faith, which is by him, or given by him. Through his name, it was done through his name, it was done through faith in his name, and it was done through faith given by him. That's how it's still done. But my problem then is, do I really, what do I really think of this name? When I think of this name, it's one thing to pray it from a distance, but do I have the faith required, even though I do, may not have a full conception of what his name can do? I just need to recognize that this is no ordinary name. This is not a stamp affixed to my prayer. This is not a Hail Mary. That I hope it works. It's a 50-50 chance. Maybe it will and then it'll be awesome. But Peter and John says, why stare at us as if it's our power or godliness that made him walk? Here's the thing we need to realize. The power, the power, why do I have to write everything? The power that had wrought the cure, the power that had wrought the cure 
the power that had wrought the cure was resident was resident the power that had wrought the cure was resident in Jesus name I want us to just think of that for a second all power to bring about healing is resident in Jesus' name. What does his name represent? His name represents his character. His name represents his authority. His name represents his influence. His name represents his adva the, the advantage he has. This is why, guys, own your name. Eh? Own your name as people of the way. I love that title that was given to the Christians first. People of the way. Own that name. These are the names that you own. People of the way. Much loved child. The way he calls me Jacob. Own these names. These are precious. You don't sell them. You don't peddle it. The power to heal was resident in Jesus' name. When it comes to Jesus' name, there's something to the name. There is something to the name. It says in Timothy that there is only one name in heaven and earth by which all men can be saved. There is much resident in that name. There is something to taking the name of Jesus in vain. It is not a name to be trifled with. All the power required to heal this lame man was resident in the name of Jesus. That's what Peter and John are saying here. Why stare at us? What has happened has happened through his name. And then he makes the next statement. It has happened through faith in his name. As in, they knew that the power to bring about this healing was resident in his name. So they availed of this power by the exercise of faith. Guys, let's try and get this. Eh? They knew that the power to heal was resident in his name. Therefore, they decided that they would avail of this power by exercising faith. One more time. They knew, I know that the power to heal, the power to raise people from the dead, the power to give sight to the blind, the power to save, the power to cast out demons is resident in the name. The character and the authority, the influence and the advantage of Jesus. I know that it is resident in the name of Jesus. I must know it if I don't know it now. I must understand it here and here because my spirit knows it well. That it is resident in the name of Jesus. And now that I know that it is resident in the name of Jesus, I must avail of the power in this name by exercising faith because it is the only thing that avails the power that is resident in the name. You need faith for this. And when they exercised faith, 
the power of the risen Christ filled that man's body with strength. When they exercised faith, the power of the risen Christ, they wouldn't talk about Jesus of Nazareth later. They were still in Jerusalem. Everybody knew of Jesus of Nazareth. They thought he was dead. And so they said, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, as in you know him, you killed him, he's come back to life, and look what happened to him. We know the power to heal, to save, to rise from the dead, to take away blindness, to cast out demons, is resident in that name. We knew him. We saw him do that. He has left, but that name is still the only name by which these things happen. And the power of that name is what has made this happen. What did we do? We were taught to exercise faith because he said to us that all things are possible if you believe. And so we believe in the power that is resident in that name. We don't know the full extent of that power. But by God, we are going to exert it right now. And we avail of that power by exercising faith. And the moment they exercise faith, something happened. The power of the risen Christ filled that man's body with strength. This is how it works. Any questions? As we begin to get bolder and bolder in this, we will attempt bolder and bolder things. So really, when you look at it, the name of Jesus, power is resident. What power? All the power of the universe is resident in one name. Any power that exists, exists because God has allowed it. But all power, if you could do one of those movies where things are reversed and everything goes back like in uh, that uh, Thor thingy that uh, the hammer goes back, the ring goes back, all... Uh, um, uh, what's a green monster? The Hulk goes back. Everything goes back. If you could do a reverse thing, you know, you'd see power disappearing from kings, presidents, despots, uh, rich men, uh, um, tyrants, dictators. You would see power just being sucked out, sucked out, sucked out. And they would go back into this one solid piece, would go back straight to Jesus because he's the only one who has power. And that power is resident in the name of Jesus. What happens next? What happens next is a Jacob, a Sue, an Eric, a Don begins to avail of this power through the exercise of faith. The reason they are able to exercise faith and avail of this power is because they actually believe this. If they don't believe this, then you only avail as much as you believe. 
You only avail as much as you believe. Therefore, it is important that I understand the power in this name. As I avail of it, power bursts forth into the person, situation that I am directing it towards. Whether power or life of the risen Christ now bursts forth into the person situation that I'm directing it towards. And for the time that we are entering into, we better understand this. So how did this name get this kind of power? To begin with, with he was the son of God. But then you go to Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11 and you realize that one of the reasons this name is all-powerful, all, all-powerful, this name is all-powerful because of one simple thing, obedience. Obedience. You have no idea how much power can flow into you from God and flow through you and out of you from God when you are obedient and you have no idea how power is stopped from flowing through you, clogs in you and does not flow out of you when you are disobedient. You can, you, can, you can depend on the grace of God to help you through disobedience. You can depend on the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ to wash you from your disobedience. But this one thing be sure of, power stops flowing. And sometimes people in disobedience begin to channel powers that are not even God. The reason this name is all-powerful is because it says in Philippians 2.9 because of obedience because of obedience God exalted and multiplied his greatness because of obedience God exalted and multiplied Jesus' greatness he now has been given the greatest of all names he now has been given the greatest of all names he now has been given the greatest of all names He's honored far beyond anyone. He's honored far beyond anything. Why? So that at the name of Jesus, everything created in the heavens and on earth, those long dead and buried, everything will bow to worship him and everything will call out praise to him as master of all. This is what Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11 says. This is critical to understand that he was obedient unto death, therefore he was given a name above every name. It has to be understood one as, listen Jacob, the more obedient you are, the greater the strength, the power that flows through you, the more disobedient you are. Or when you walk in disobedience, you can pray yourself black and blue, you can fast, you may be the greatest evangelist, prophet, apostle on earth, but power gets stopped because you walk in disobedience. You will see fruit here and there, but it ain't going to be the full power of God flowing through you. Obedience is critical. For the times that we are in, it's important. 
So I don't care who you are and you shouldn't care who I am. If I am walking in disobedience and if you are walking in disobedience, don't expect to stand up front of this army that is marching forward. But because he was obedient, he has the greatest name. Greatest name. Far above, far above. You know, I was reading uh, a story by Smith Wigglesworth some time ago. And he talks about how uh, these six men go to pray for a guy who was deathly sick and he's dying. And uh, they go pray for him, they spend time because the man called for them. He said, I read James 5.14, and it says there that if you lay hands and anoint me with oil and pray for me, that I'll be healed, and they pray for him, and nothing happens. And these six men are quite dejected. They're the elders of the church, and they're leaving, and they're walking away. And one of the six men stops and says, you know, yes, we prayed James 5.14. Yes, we cried out to the Lord. Why don't we go back and do the one thing that we really didn't do? He says, why don't we go back? And just speak the name of Jesus. So they go back in. And they go back and they continue to whisper, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And the power began to fall. As they saw that God was beginning to work, their faith and joy increased. And they whispered the name louder and louder and louder. As they did, so the man arose from his bed and dressed himself. The secret was just that this. Those six people had gotten their eyes off the sick man and they were just taken up with the Lord Jesus himself and their faith grasped the power that was there in the name of Jesus. There is something even to the name of Jesus. These old songs, these old ways have been cast aside uh, <laughs> Too soon, man. I, I mean, I remember this song that I could never wrap my head around, but I knew there was truth in it. Jesus, 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 there is something about your name. Master, Savior, there's something about your name. This is, this is the only name that is the greatest name of all, in whom is resident all power, whom is resident everything that is required for healing, for raising from the dead, for casting out demons, for giving sight to the blind, for setting the oppressed and the captives free, and for salvation. There is no other name, but all the power required is resident in this one name. I must now learn, you must now learn for a time such as this, to be able to avail of this power resident in the name of Jesus by exercising faith so that you can direct the power of the risen Christ towards the thing that you want it to affect. <laughs> so when we think what a beautiful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus, we're not trying to tell Jesus, hey Jesus, you got a great name, you got a wonderful name. That's not what we are doing. Because sometimes it becomes that, Jesus, such a beautiful name you have. No, I've got a good name, Jacob. This name that we are talking about, Jesus' name, very different. 
Sheldon's got a good name. Sheldon Brent Hoy Lung. It's a great name. But Jesus' name is not a great name. It is the name, the greatest name. Magnify the name. Huh? One of the things we need to do in this church is magnify the name. Sometimes magnifying the name is not just saying it louder or saying it repeatedly or saying it with a lot of zeal. Magnifying is different. I mean, in, uh, in Acts chapter 12, verse 12 onwards, you see that there were a group of people praying for Peter's release. And they were uh, praying like crazy. They had zeal. They were unceasing in their petition. But when Peter is released by an angel and stands at their door, they don't even believe Rhoda, the girl who goes and says, Peter's at the door. They say, can't be. When we talk about magnifying the name, we are talking about the increasing certainty. The increasing certainty of the disproportionate, overpowering bigness of Christ. The increasing certainty in my heart that my God, this name that I speak, this name that I exercise faith to avail the power of, this name who is a person, I have an increasing certainty in my heart that there is a disproportionate, overwhelming bigness to the life of Christ that can enter every circumstance. Everything that is impossible then begins to become absolutely possible. Everything that is impossible becomes absolutely possible. Everything impossible becomes absolutely possible. Guys, you have no idea how scary it must have been for Peter and John shortly after Jesus left to stand at the temple before hundreds of people that are coming in and out of the temple at the beautiful gate which used to be quite crowded seeing a lame man that they knew had sat there for many years and then having the audacity to say to the lame man listen silver and gold we do not have i know what you're trying to do you're trying to beg we don't have anything but in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and they say it loudly enough so that the people know that this is the same jesus that we heard was dead we have heard rumors he's risen and the same jesus and the man then they grab him by his hand pull him up and strength returns and we see why Peter is so decent in explaining how he did it. He says, listen, this happened because of the name of Jesus. Then he says, this happened because of the faith in the name of Jesus. And then he says, this happened because that faith was given to us by Jesus. The great thing about the faith that I need to exert to avail the power in his name is that that faith too can come from Jesus. He does it from the beginning to the end. Which is part of the reason that he is called the author and the finisher of my faith. To him I look. We need this for a time such as this. Through this name we have access to God. We have access to God. So we get to know what he wants done. We get to know his mind. We get into his throne room. We see the activity around the throne. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. F lift up your heads and focus where the action is. With this name we have access to God. With this name or through this name we have access to God. Through this name we also have access to power that destroys the works of darkness. We have access to power. Through this name I have access to all the power. Yours is a kingdom. Why did you think he taught that um, prayer? It, some say that that part is not included in the prayer, but he says it in many different places. 
Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. Everything is completely his. Do not for a second think that there is any power that exists that he has not allowed. It is not true. There is not one person, one person, one organization, one institution, one president, one anybody who has any iota of power than that which has been released to him. And he has a name that is far greater. Like I've said many times, Satan has been stripped of his authority. He may have power and he rages, but he knows that if people discover the name that is the greatest name of all, from whom all power comes, that I am toast. Probably not I am toast. That I am undone. Don't say anything about the devil that the Bible doesn't say. Let me conclude. There is a faith that comes from standing in his presence, guys. This is different from the faith that I have naturally as a believer because of what I've learned. Hear me again, because this is not often spoken of. We have faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. This is true. We have faith because we have been given a measure of faith. This is true. That is our natural faith as a believer. We have faith because some of us have it as a spiritual gift, which is true. All this is natural faith that is given to us as believers. And most of the time, I'm praying out of my natural faith as a believer. The faith that I have learned thus far. But there is a faith that comes from standing in his presence. This is a faith that sees what he can do. And suddenly it becomes unlimited and cannot be denied. This is a faith that sees what he can do. This is what Peter exerted. They all had faith. They had all seen the miracles. They had just seen bread multiply, fish multiply. But there was something that Peter saw about Jesus. A faith that comes from standing in his presence. A faith that sees what he can do. And is suddenly unlimited and cannot be denied. And suddenly you're not praying from earth to heaven. You're praying from heaven to earth. Very odd it is. Where your prayers are not earth to heaven. Where you're exerting faith, hoping heaven will release something. But you suddenly start praying heaven to earth. Where you are not exerting faith to release something. You're exerting faith uh, to with what heaven has released. I, I don't know how to define it properly. But no more are my prayers earth to heaven. It is, I know what God wants in heaven, therefore I now exert it here on earth. Even that isn't sufficient. Maybe tomorrow I'll come up with a better way of explaining it. It is a faith that looks to Jesus as author and finisher. It is a faith that you begin to exert almost like him. It is unflinching. It's unperturbed. It is undeniable. It is the Father's perfect will. There is such an ease about this faith. There is no exertion. There is no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt. You never think for a second that this is not going to happen. Everything is screaming against you, but you are convinced that this is the most natural thing that should happen. 
Nothing shakes you. Why? Because you have stood in his presence and you know. It's the kind of faith that comes from standing before the burning bush and hearing a voice from the burning bush saying, listen, go, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, but don't you worry, you will leave with all of them. I'm fascinated by that story in Matthew 17, 27. How? In a river full of fish, does one fish come and grab the bait and only the fish with a shekel in its mouth gets hooked? How? What kind of God is this? Jesus said to him, but that we may not offend them, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, you will find a four drachma coin, take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. <laughs> the kind of faith that Jesus exerted was the kind of faith that I'm talking about, where it is, there's this increasing certainty of God's disproportionate, overpowering bigness that enters life and circumstance. It is unflinching, unperturbed, undeniable. It works from heaven to earth, not earth to heaven. Earth to heaven would be, oh God, we are going to trust you now, oh God. We're going to trust you that the four drachmas that are necessary for uh, taxes will come. Father, if it is not four drachmas, let it be two drachmas so that I can pay my taxes and perhaps then we can look for Peter. Oh God, we thank you that you are a provider. Uh, you supply according to the riches of the glory of Christ. You are a supplier. You are a provider. Hallelujah, Jehovah Jireh. I trust your name. I trust your name, Jehovah Jireh. That's earth to heaven. Heaven to earth is, go to the lake, throw out your line, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you will find a coin. Very differently. Eh? I have a crafted prophetic word for us. What do I mean by crafted prophetic word? It's not a spontaneous prophetic word. I've written it down and uh, crafted it, but I needed to read it out and then we'll end. We'll end with the song, um, Speak the Name of Jesus, I Speak Jesus. And uh, we will trust that Emily will sing it regardless of how her voice sounds. So, here's the word. I did not come to stand by while the thief still steals, kills, and destroys. Jesus is saying, I did not come to stand by while the thief steals, kills, and destroys. I have come to give you life, an abundant life at that, so please don't postpone me into the future. I did not come to stand by while the thief steals, kills, and destroys. I have come to give you life, an abundant life at that, so please don't postpone me to the future. When you see the sick, 
and the blind and oppressed and the poor and the lame and the demonized, I want you to hear my whisper. This is what I baptize you for. When you see the sick and the blind and the oppressed and the poor and the lame and the demonized, I quietly whisper, this is what I baptize you for, Jacob. And he's not talking about just water baptism. He's talking about baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is what I baptize you for. When I see the lame and the sick, when you see them, I don't know what you think, but when you see them, I want you to listen to this whisper that this is what I baptize you for. And then the Holy Spirit says, the Father is for you. The Son is with you. I, the Holy Spirit, am in you. The Father is for you. The Son is with you. I, the Holy Spirit, am in you. So come stand in my presence and exert unlimited faith. So come stand in my presence and exert unlimited faith. For the times that we are entering, we need this. Come guys, let's sing that song. Hey. You can leave that. <laughs> oh, Emily, you sent me a text. The song is called I Speak Jesus, and it's done by uh, Darlene Check and Here Be Lions, if you want to pull it up on your phones. You cut me off.
Guys, I'm reading what I wrote, at, uh, read out at the end one more time. Then I want us to do something before we leave. I did not come to stand by while the thief steals, kills, destroys. I have come to give you life and abundant life at that. Please don't postpone me to the future. When you see the sick and the blind, the oppressed and the poor, the lame and the demonized, I quietly whisper, but this is what I baptized you for. The Father is for you. The Son is with you. I, the Holy Spirit, am in you. So come stand in my presence and exert unlimited faith. I want us to do something before we leave. I just want us to begin to repeat the name of Jesus. And not repeat it for repetition's sake. Repeat it at your pace. By the name of Jesus. And try to see. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to give us an understanding of this name. It's not a magical name. It's not an incantation. It is a person. We'll talk about it more tomorrow, but let's just let's just speak the name of Jesus. 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 Yeah, don't wait for my lead, just Jesus. feel free. Jesus. Jesus. I just speak your name now, Lord. Jesus. 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 I speak the name of Jesus. Jesus, what a marvelous name you have. Jesus. Jesus, what an anointed name. There's power, Lord, in your name. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I just thank you for your name. Jesus. Just thank you that I can take it knowing I believe in this name. Jesus, Jesus, in whom is all power, all authority. Jesus, I begin to speak out this name, Jesus. 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 Father, I'm not going to be afraid of speaking this name. Jesus. It's a shouted from the mountain shops, shouted on the streets, Jesus. 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 We are not ashamed Jesus. of this name. Jesus. 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 Magnificent name. Jesus. 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 It is the name that saved me. Jesus. It is the name that saved me. It is the name that heals me. Jesus. It is the name that saves the earth. Jesus. It is the name that has all power. Jesus. It is the name that has healed me for 32 years. Jesus. It is the name that answers. Jesus. It is the name that is the greatest. Jesus. It is the name that I have the privilege of speaking. Jesus. It is the name that I utter. Jesus. It is the name that the world will utter one day. Jesus. I get to say that name now. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Jesus. I will free my heart. I will free my mind to speak this name unashamed. Loud. Unashamed. 
boldly, Jesus, Jesus, this name saved me, Jesus, this name heals me, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, I will make my throat hoarse with the name Jesus, because my throat will be restored in the name of Jesus, it is a name before all, before whom all knee will bow, every knee will bow, Jesus, it is a name that will receive praise from all across the earth. Jesus, it is a name that makes Satan shudder right now as Acts 29 and others that here say, Jesus, 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 hallelujah, what a name, Jesus, praise God, praise God, praise God. It's a wrap, guys. See you tomorrow.